0: This podcast is a presentation of UCTV.TV, University of California Television. Like what you learn? Help others discover UCTV podcasts by leaving a comment or rating in iTunes. Tonight we're here to celebrate She's the Man, so please welcome back to the Polytheater stage our inaugural guests, Karen McCullough and Kirsten Smith. (laughs)
1: I don't think we realized that we kicked off your whole... We you were the first, yeah, yeah, it was our first
0: uh, first event uh, we ever did. Amazing, yeah.
1: amazing. Well, that was, that was very moving for us to see. I mean, we haven't seen it for, for, since it came out in the theater, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. I got a little teary at the end. I don't know if you guys... <laughs> well, it's,
0: it's interesting because our audience is roughly 20 years old. Today. Cool. Uh, they all grew up with it on TV. So it was, how was it actually sharing with an audience that never saw in the movie theater before?
1: I, I mean, it so, felt yeah, <laughs> it felt very vibrant and exciting, and it it felt it felt reminiscent of when we saw it in the yeah. theater the first time. Actually, for me, I don't know for you. Too. Yeah, definitely. But you guys were a great audience, and thank you for coming. And and that it's a real a real honor to be able to look at a movie that's, that was made um, a few years back and, and have you guys appreciating it. And it's so. always more fun to watch a comedy with an audience, to hear what yeah. everybody else
2: is laughing at and like, share the experience. And plus, sometimes you guys laugh at stuff that like, surprises us.
1: Yeah.
0: And we're <laughs> like, wow, they dug that? Okay. <laughs> what surprised you? What, what, I don't uh, know, just
2: like, little things that, I don't know, just things that I've forgotten about that tickle me when everybody else laughs at it.
0: I don't
1: know. Um. Oogle. <laughs> 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 she, she is so brilliant. I know, she's so good. At yeah, it. Amanda's just
2: fantastic. And that Shannon guy's okay too. I mean, he's all
0: right. <laughs> um, <laughs> of course, he's awesome. I, uh, I, I've, done, I've done it like 40 times, but I still have a hard time sometimes talking to women guests. So let me ask you my first question Do you like cheese? <laughs>
2: That let's came about that. because we, one of our least favorite things to write is like romantic chit-chat, like the meet-cute stuff, which is kind of crazy because we end up doing it a lot. So we were just joking around with those lines, and it made us laugh so hard because we thought it was just so silly that we're like, let's just put it in. And, see <laughs> and it made it all the way to screen. And so, yeah, so we, that's what makes us laugh the hardest when we see this. We're like, I yeah. can't believe the Gouda stuff is still in the screen. <laughs> really held And out. then we doubled yeah. down by having it be the gift at the end. We're like, mm-hmm. we're just going to milk this Gouda stuff or everything we can get out of it.
0: Just to let you know, after the screening, we do have Gouda cheese in the reception. <laughs> really? Oh. Cheese and crackers and some Gouda. Uh, my students insisted. Uh, Did
1: you, do you have the big wheel?
0: We don't have the okay, wheel. Okay, just the tiny pieces. <laughs> it's fine. just yeah. the cheese, but not the... Uh, we didn't want to go too crazy. And, uh, um, So let's go back a little to the beginning. It's interesting because in the play, Viola, you know, the whole concept of Viola is like she couldn't reveal herself because for protection. Obviously, you have to update that modern. What was the choice to do in contemporary times, exploring this feminism thing in soccer? Hmm.
2: I think that was when we got hired to rewrite the script. It was set as Twelfth Night is in like a drama club, and we. I think the studios, if we want to make it more. Something more like where feminism is an issue, so then we decided to go with sports. So I yeah. think that was the basis of it was to take it a little bit further from Twelfth Night and make it more.
1: Was there conversation about mm-hmm. adding the sports element in terms of like get, getting a larger audience with boys? Yeah, and yeah. The yeah, like drama think, club was too much. I of think a we had a different female-ish. sport in mind, and they're like, no, soccer's really
2: hot right now. And we're like, and we're all like all right. oh, we got to learn all about
1: soccer. <laughs> 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 oh.
0: <laughs> the uh, Okay, so Viola does a really great, Amanda Bynes, impersonation of hypermasculinity. How much did you want to push the hyper-masculinity angle in her portrayal in the script?
1: Uh,
0: I, I think mean, she was actually doing an imitation of our director,
2: Andy Fickman. Like, yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the was. voice she was doing. It was kind of a cross between him and Elvis, a little bit, if you know. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, yeah,
1: Andy's from Texas, and so you notice sometimes she's got a little bit of a southern thing going on, or just a tiny hint of it, but yeah, you'll have to you'll have to watch some interviews with Andy Fickman if you really want to get the genesis of um, <laughs> characterization. But she went to the Grove, and um, didn't she do a lot of like practice walking around? Yeah, and all the yeah. stuff yeah.
2: where she's like following dudes on the street to get their strut down. Like she really did that.
1: <laughs> no, <it's, yeah. laughs> that was part of the training.
0: So what was it like yeah. working with Amanda? I mean, what did she kind of bring? It kind of surprised you, perhaps, from your, originally you envisioned the character.
2: I, I mean, was surprised that she could pass as a dude.
0: Yeah. <laughs> When I
2: first saw her in the makeup, I was like, I guess she's going to pull this off. Yeah. That was yeah. And that they found a guy that looks just like her as a dude. I was like, where'd he come from? Just
1: a, close enough. like Well, like yeah, a foot yeah. taller. No one ever comments
2: on that in the soccer field when he shows up. It's <laughs> like,
1: hey, he grew a lot right now. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, she she was attached to the, the script when we got it. So we were kind of hired in a way by her, along with her, because... Um, we met with her to picture her, her, our ideas and, and kind of get her feedback on them and, and we to didn't tailor really, it to her. Yeah, and we didn't really know how she was going to play the character because she didn't audition for the role so it was it was really exciting. I mean, it's kind of an electrifying bravura out there performance I think.
0: Oh, that's great. It's, uh, I actually did like the scene with uh, the captain, the hairdresser teaching her how to be a man. It was actually yeah. one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. Um, so
2: yeah, that her gay friend is teaching her how to be a man. It's kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I think playing I think with a little gender stuff. <laughs> yeah,
1: she. I remember Amanda was the the script was called Dude Looks Like a Lady at one. Oh, at one point, point. yeah. And um, God, I forgot Amanda about that. and we were like pretty opposed to that title, and and Amanda had a lot of. I remember her being. Insistent that a title has to have that snappy thing. She's like, you've got you've to picture yourself saying, I'll take two tickets for whatever the title of the movie is. So she had a test of that, and I thought that was always a good test of a
0: title, like picture yourself
1: saying, I'll take two for She's the Man, please. It's like, it works.
0: All right, so uh, Casey is one of my students. She's currently directing the show, and she wrote this next question. She did? Cool. Yeah, it's an important, it's the biggest question of the thing, and I have to get it perfectly right. How did you make it believable that goddamn Channing Tatum can't talk to girls?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Channing made that believable. Like, he's just, I
1: mean, he's... He's, he's so tender. And I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten how like,
2: dreamy he is in this. Like, <laughs>
1: He was. Yeah. He was also, as a side note, starving to death when we shot the film. He he, yeah. he hadn't eaten
2: food and maybe he was on the, the master cleanse because he was shooting he, yeah. a drama.
1: It was lemon something pa- about paprika saints? and water and no, was yeah. that
2: like cayenne honey lemon thing. Oh, clearly I've never
1: done that. But wait, there was a movie.
2: Is <laughs> <laughs> that movie about? Like the hidden rooms of Saints or something? I don't know. Yeah,
1: ain't ain't the body of Saints? Was that it? No. I don't Something think anyone saw it. It was like
2: one of those indie movies that actors starve them for and four people see it. So it's like, <laughs> not, don't ever do that. Yeah, I don't think active. he
1: ate any solid food during the filming.
2: But Channing, <laughs> I was going to tell you this in the car but I'm like, no, I'll save it. So during the <laughs> casting of this, we got to see the videos of auditions every day online which is very unusual. Um, usually sometimes they'll send us tape afterwards but every day we got to like be like, ooh, who do they have now? And so... As soon as I saw Channing, I'm like, that's that's the one, clearly, like, that's that's our guy. And he had just shot Step Up, but it hadn't come out yet, and he had done Coach Carter, so that was the only film on him, and in Coach Carter, he had a shaved head. So some of the powers that be involved in the movie thought that Channing looked too street to play boarding school, mm-hmm. and I was just like, make him grow his hair up, put on a tie, this is... Brain surgery? Like that? What are you talking about? Like he's the best one. He's hot. He's funny, and he can act. Like the Lord doesn't always give with two hands. Like it's usually one or the other. So
0: I was like, how does everyone
2: not see this? And there was two other guys who've gone on to be successful that were the top two contention. Was Milo Ventimiglia and Jared Padalecki, who? God bless them both, but they weren't Jenny. Tatum, right? So, I was like, every day, I'm like, Channing's the one, Channing's the one. Like, I would email the producer, the director, the studio execs. I'm sure they hated my guts. But, uh, finally, after like a month of interview, or auditioning every other actor in town, the director called me and he said, Karen, you're going to be very happy. We'd just been an offer to Channing Tatum. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I immediately called his agent and I'm like oh my god I'm so happy I have fought so hard for your client this is going to be great and five minutes later I get a call he's like hi this is Channing Tatum I just want to say thank you so much <laughs> it was the sweetest thing so and he still always remembers us if he sees us out at premieres and parties like I'm like I can't yeah. believe you still remember me and he's like how would I forget like you fought for me I was like he's a good dude he's a good dude
1: <laughs> <Sweet>. yeah <laughs> yeah he's very, very proud of this movie yeah. I know he's so sweet
0: yeah. Well, I mean, it did put him on the map. I mean, it's yeah. you know, it showed that he actually can do because if he was going to get typecasted pretty quickly, as just the dude or something like that, So he can do comedy. Like he mm-hmm. actually had a lot of range.
2: I know when he did Twenty One Jump Street, someone was like, "Oh, this is first comedy." I'm like, "No, one
1: does no, no, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Three laughs> go back and watch. He's a man. He's funny." <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So obviously, even Twelfth Nighter here, there's always a risk of getting caught. You know, the person hiding an identity. So what was the decision to be your first almost catching? Her with the tampons, gag. Wait, what was our first web? The first time you wanted to get her almost caught with the tampons, gag. Did you guys always land on that? Would be the no, first time she almost gets caught. Yeah, we always knew there was going to be a tampon joke,
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think was there was there a version of that in Jack's original I don't, script or? I don't. I don't
2: remember, but we definitely did the nosebleed. Yeah. Which has gone on to become a worldwide phenomenon. I've gotten letters from people (laughs) who are like on ski trips in their brand new like baby blue jacket and they got a nosebleed and they were going to bleed all over it and then they remember they had a tampon so they suck it up their nose and (laughs) ski down the hill. Like someone sent that in letter form too. (laughs) (laughs) Like typed up in a letter to me.
0: I was like, yay. It
1: works. It works. Saving the world. One one tampon at a time. One tampon
2: at a time. We're making the world a better place.
0: But I also, like I mean, you had the the sight gag with the uh, you know David Cross. You had you know the shower scene. You had a lot of great mm-hmm. sequences. Yeah. For that, how fun was kind of writing that and kind of developing that.
1: Yeah, I feel like that was also Andy Fickman, the director, when he came on board. That was a, that's a real gift of his. It's a lot of um, a lot of those set the physical pieces humor. And, yeah. yeah. The pizza, the Cesario scene with the boxes and and he always wanted those missed opportunities. And he's great at physical comedy. There's you know there's a lot of falling and moving around physicality in the movie, which works very well. I and think. I
2: think David Cross came up with the idea that his character should be like washing windows in one scene, and like the cafeteria lady, and like clipping the <laughs> things. <laughs> like, he's like, I know I'm the headmaster, but I would just want to do like random shit around the campus. <laughs> 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 okay.
0: so, was his, so how much was like scripted for him, and how much did you guys... I think uh, he probably uh, rewrote, probably. rewrote yeah. all of his lines. Yeah, <laughs> I, for sure. I think
2: so. <laughs> but the guy who plays yeah. Malcolm, the dude with the spider... He's like a huge Broadway star now. He's in a ton of stuff.
1: I remember there was a lot of singing and dancing on set. Wasn't there a lot of boys doing a lot of know. songs and <laughs> harmonizing? It seemed very musical. Well, I think Channing made right? a couple
2: movies about dancing, so that's yeah. probably, yeah. yeah, I like that. Just a couple.
0: But it is really all about Channing and Amanda. I mean, their central relationship. Mm. So how did you want to use Duke to challenge uh, Violet's perception of what a man should be?
1: Well, I mean, I, I feel like I feel like it's a, the movie's about the ultimate partnership, right? I mean that's that is kind of the takeaway. I don't know if that answers your question, but that's what I felt moved by. Like that's what we aspire to in relationship is like just being appreciated for our talents and having this romantic component and being able to teach each other is it seemed like a dream relationship? Well, just like to me. yeah,
2: showing that a guy can be sensitive and we yeah. had fun writing all the lines where he's just like, Why do you always have to talk about women that way? Yeah, kind of turning it on its head that way was fun. I thought
0: that was an interesting twist, having the guys start calling around. It's like, Mm -hmm. dude, we don't behave. Like, this is not, we don't do this. I mean, this is obviously a fantasy, but
2: uh, (laughs) 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 we would like to think, maybe. And especially the
0: tarantula scene was great. I mean, having, you know, showing the vulnerability. Was that important for you to kind of show that he was kind of, he had the softer side? Because it also leads to the scene where he doesn't want to have sex. Like, you want a relationship more.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: So it's uh, Alright, so we gotta talk about the pizza scene. The breaking <laughs> yeah. up with the three girls in oh, yeah. the pizza scene. <laughs> the show, what a dude he was. What was that? Was that all scripted? Was that really or you guys how do you approach it that was sequence? Scripted,
2: yeah, it but was. there was a lot of like stuff that you just find on set. Like people are walking by with pictures and the boxes mm-hmm. and like she can run behind the bar. Like a lot of that is directorial stuff. Yeah. It's hard to write physical comedy in a script because like
1: there's not a lot of payoff when you're reading it. Yeah, it's, yeah she A lot of people don't even <laughs> read the
2: description anyway. It's like, oh, there's a potted plant. I guess we know what's coming. Like, yeah, it's it, it like it's hard for me to write that. Like, I just like to be funny in dialogue. Kirsten sometimes will force me to be like, they said they want more physical comedy, and I'm like, why can she trip over? Okay. <laughs> we have guess, to act yeah. it out. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. but, uh,
2: <laughs> but Andy, our director on this, was like really big in physical comedy. So, and Amanda too. Like, cause she grew yeah. up doing that in her show. So.
0: <laughs> but it was interesting. But I, you know, I do like the fact that you guys did return to Twelfth Night because of the whole thing about Duke sending a, you know, Sebastian Viola to woo mm-hmm. Olivia. How was that sequence, especially with writing the, in the chemistry lab, trying to build their relationship in chemistry class?
2: Mm. That was one of the yeah. few places that they could that wasn't on the soccer field or with the other guys around. But I thought that one of the most fun scenes is the carnival where she has to switch a million yeah. times and run into. Everybody like that was really yeah. fun to try to figure out all the moving pieces of that. Right. I'd forgotten how many like fights are in this movie. Though. There's a lot of and, like aggressive. the bathroom girl fight. Yeah, like, that went on for like violent. 10 minutes. I'm, like, very violent. Yeah. I'm, like, they're like hitting each other's heads on the hinges of the door. I'm like, <laughs> someone would have died in real life. <laughs> like, you can't just throw a hinge at someone. But yeah,
0: I did see the bluey Action with Amanda saying that was our favorite scene. Really? To do the fight scene, she's like she's had fun with the other actresses.
2: Oh, yeah. that's good. Uh, oh, we were like oh. that girl that plays Monique is on This Is Us now. Alex Beckinridge. Oh. Yeah, oh, she, she plays the hot guy's ex-wife. Uh, <laughs> I don't know his name. so I will say, <laughs> the, but it'll talk the no, not that one. The hot, the hot blondie one. Calvin. Calvin. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I do say dramatically, though, there was one moment that struck me. Uh, the, the actress who played Olivia Laura Ramsey. The moment where Sebastian tells her, I'm not interested in you, was actually one of the best things I've seen dramatically. Her face. Yeah. The devastation in there. Is that something you wanted to make sure you had to get it grounded a little more in, rea- in that point of reality? And yes.
1: Pain? I mean, she, she's a very grounded grounding force yeah. in the movie, it feels like. Mm-hmm. All these shenanigans are going on, and she's kind of she's kind of holding it down. She's very sensitive, very... Very lovely human being, as I remember.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, because so much of the movie is farcical that like, you have to have some emotional yeah. grounding points.
0: And I don't know if you can answer this question, and, but we were talking about it by students. And I've been wondering this for years, so if you can answer it awesome. How was Kissing Boots a thing?
2: That, <laughs> you know what's so funny? In like,
0: 2006, it was a thing. It kind of grossed me out watching it. Yeah.
2: Because I think, I remember we wrote the little kid and there is like the, you know, the person to pick up Channing. But the old man, I was like, oh, where are, we didn't write dark. that, did
1: we? I, don't think, I hope we <laughs> did not That, like, that was, must have, have been like an
2: extra on set who's like, can I just be in the right. seat? Like, Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I was like, a, I had a lot
2: of shame I, watching uh, that. Yeah, it was yeah, <laughs> kissing <laughs> boots were a thing for a long time. Yeah, yeah there's probably someone at, at one right now. Where, we don't know.
1: Maybe <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> Is that part of the reception with the? No no, 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 no,
0: no. We brought back kissing boots. No. <laughs> no. there's university rules. Yes, we can, yeah. we can't do that. I know. That's yeah. definitely like yeah. I can't uh, see that being. But actually, I mean, we, I mean, one. obviously, that's a joke. But the actual kissing scene was interesting because, like, in the idea of Shakespeare, you can she, the person can never reveal a true identity. It was great that she was the woman. She had got to kiss him but still couldn't tell him. Mm. That was actually a good twist, you know, moment. Did you always have that in mind where you had to had something yeah where they would kiss or actually see each other as man and woman but not be able to Yes.
2: Yeah, that was the funnest the yeah. funnest. Listen to me. Yeah, the that was super was the most fun, funnest, funnest part. part. Yeah,
1: it was. <laughs> well it's kinda of that Tootsie you know, Tootsie was a, a reference point for us, I remember, and that... that that's a big driving yeah. thing in, in that film. I don't know if you guys have revisited that movie, but it's fantastic.
0: Yeah, Students, just curious, how many have seen Tootsie? Oh, oh yeah. a lot of hands yeah, are yeah. going yeah. up. It's a classic. It uh, mm-hmm. was a great movie. And if I'm going to say Terry Gore won the screen, uh, actress, right? Supporting actress, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. yeah. So, so I also did like your rocky training scene <laughs> Channing Tatum teaching her how to play soccer. The
2: movie. I think we just wrote, <laughs> and then he teaches her how to play soccer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we invented any of moves.
1: I think moves. we did like he a, teaches us do the move. Right. Like yeah. we had the move. But we the had the no fancy clue kicking what thing. That, yeah. With yeah, that. We didn't was. play
2: soccer if you can't tell,
0: but
1: <laughs> by our description the of the But The montages game. were excellent. Yes. Oh, yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they played off well. You see that you saw her develop. Yeah. And you saw him actually being kind of cool about it. Like he was it was I thought it was actually a really good romantic sequence for, that, yeah. for those two. Uh, also a nice trick of Malvolio, the villain in the play, making him a tarantula. Yeah. Were you guys scared yeah. writing a scene with spiders? Because I was creeped <laughs> no. out when I read it. I, read <laughs> really? I think
2: it came from, like, I was a <laughs> little sister at a fraternity, and one of the guys had a tarantula, <laughs> and it got out for, like, two days. and It was, like, somewhere in the fraternity house, and everyone was afraid. So I don't know even how we decided to turn Malvolio into a spider, but him getting was out was part of, I don't know. It's weird where stuff comes from. It just comes out of your head. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But, yeah. well it did pay off with Channing and Amanda it was a great moment yeah. the, uh, on, the, on the scene um, alright so Eunice if I'm not mistaken was not originally a big character she but cares. she apparently grew she, when you guys you know
2: I think the director just over. liked her so much that she kept getting into more <laughs> yes. scenes and bigger, yes. and bigger and bigger things
1: she I mean she I wonder was, what happened to Eunice we need to find out she was always one of my favorite characters in writing the script I remember like that we wanted her to get together with someone in the yeah, end, for sure. Um, yeah. She what? Does that? Does Eunice play? I mean, what? What? Is Eunice a she's fan kind of a stalker favorite, now a little she, bit? Yeah. yeah she's a little ex, extreme, but yeah. Blessed. We just kind of
2: wanted her to be odd, but yeah. She she does come off as a little stalker with like the cupcake. And <laughs> 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 but, uh, uh, people
0: like her. <laughs> but of course, Sebastian returns. Yep. And now all the ensues. So that actually, by the way, for the people who are it follows the play. I mean, he returns mm-hmm. and all the things mixed up. How was that? To, uh, that whole sequence of having them fall in love and bringing Sebastian back into the play?
2: Well, luckily we had a lot of like the plot already kind of laid out by Shakespeare, so it was yeah. a matter of just making this work in high school. But it was always like, yeah, getting them together. I mean the whole thing with David Cross being like, and this is a girl. I don't know if that would fly right now in high school. <laughs> yes. Like publicly outing someone that is trans, mm-hmm. I guess, would probably not really yeah. be too cool anymore. So but at the time they're like, Well, it all has to happen on the soccer field and the big reveal and you know, it was just kind of like the formula of how it Yeah,
1: set pieces. Yeah. But yeah, yeah
2: watching that now, I was just like, That would that would be frowned upon today, I think. <laughs> right. With his bullhorn. <laughs>
1: probably.
2: But uh but I There was also some lines that they made us take out that they thought was too dirty. Um, When Sebastian pulls down his pants, uh, the boy Sebastian pulls down his pants, one of the other team members said, dude, I don't ever need to see your French bread again. (laughs) And they made us cut that. And I'm like, it's French bread. How is that? They're like, but we know you're talking about his penis. And I was like, well, yeah, that's
1: kind of the point of the line. (laughs)
2: But... (laughs) I don't Wait, really had know why. We to do a lot of food
1: dirty. euphemisms for genitalia. Oh yeah, we tried to.
2: Oh, they wouldn't let us say balls, so then we changed it to kumquats, mm-hmm. which they also made us cut because they knew we were talking about balls. <laughs> <laughs> What's the point of changing so, it to food? If that year, you Kirsten the bought food. me a kumquat tree that is still in my yard. <laughs> <laughs> that was my Christmas present. And she brought it and she's like, "Do you know what this is?" And I'm like, "No." And she like, said,
1: "It's, it's balls." <laughs> and like, a kumquat <laughs> tree.
2: Yeah. That's why I had a come <laughs> quadri because they wouldn't let us say balls.
0: The no, but actually the soccer thing was great. I mean, it was a great metaphor, and you know, in the British coach. Like you had some really interesting kind of playing stereotypes. Is that something you guys like doing, just like messing with stereotypes in your writing?
1: Yeah, I, 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 guess. I guess we do. I mean, the coach. We we did write it for Peter Dinklage, which is why his name is Coach Dinklage in oh, the movie. but,
0: but
2: that this was before Game of Thrones. This is see, we're star know. makers. We knew. We knew. <laughs> we knew. We
1: tried to write him into many many screenplays. Um, he doesn't know that we just sitting there like <laughs> character secretly character writing character for parts for him. But they, they they were like, no, that seems like an. We're going to hire
2: Vinny Jones thing. instead.
1: Yeah. Who did a fine job. Yeah, he's no Peter Dinklage, but he did a fine job. <laughs>
0: So, who was more fun to write, Malcolm, or Justin, or two villains of the movie?
1: Probably Malcolm a little more than Justin. Malcolm, because
2: he's more the unusual villain. Like he's like the you know the kind of nerdy villain, whereas Justin's just like your basic douchey boyfriend. (laughs) But it was fun to
1: to write. He's um, actually very nice in real life. Viola's retorts to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) And it was also he had the great fight scene with Channing. You know. Another Justin. fight. Scene. I know. <laughs> A lot of fisticuffs. bloodshed, and she's the man. Who <laughs> knew? Now, this is not your. That was not your first for, foray into Shakespeare.
1: No, it Ten wasn't. Ten
0: things I hate about you. Yes, mm-hmm.
1: that was our first uh, foray, and um, our second screenplay that we that we wrote together, and and um, yeah, we we kind of came up with that after searching for far and wide for a classic to adapt, and um, we landed on, on Taming of the Shrew and wrote it as a spec screenplay, meaning we took it up on ourselves to, to write it to write it all out and hope that we would find a home for it, and, and we were lucky enough to have that happen, and that kind of started our career.
0: Now, of course, did you know, at the time, uh, Heath Ledger, when he does his I Can't Take My Eyes Off You song, did you know... Um, how iconic that scene would become? How I mean, what? How iconic Definitely. that scene would become. I mean, it's most played on YouTube. It's oh. the Heath Ledger singing to Julia.
1: Well, I think we hoped. I, I,
2: I we, we actually had a different song in there, and they changed it on the set to make it a more romantic song. We had kind of a more funny, dirty song in mind, but everyone's like, that's <laughs> not romantic, but I'm like, but it's funny. <laughs> but... Uh,
1: I touch I'm, I'm, myself. Yeah, right? by the divinals. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> right? It's funny. It would have been a but, different
2: uh, experience. wasn't <laughs> quite as romantic watching. as the one that Heath chose. So glad he stepped in there and saved yeah. us from ourselves. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you mentioned Star Maker, and I mentioned last time you are the pen that launched a thousand careers. What is it? What do you think, honestly? Why, you know, Reese Witherspoon, breakout role, legally blonde. Keith Ledger breakout role in America here. Channing Tatum, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. What do you what do you think? Is, why you get? Why do you think your roles are attracting this ta- amazing talent who are just starting in their career?
1: I, I, that is a hard thing to be able to pinpoint. We're magic. Um, <laughs> I mean, I we know. we were we were just like really writing from the heart lucky. at that yeah. point, and it was a yeah, just sort of a. Timing, a coalescing of of all these people coming of age at the moment that we were coming of age as writers, and um, yeah, we we were we just Yeah, way. we just got really lucky that the people that ended
2: up in our movies ended up, you know, becoming icons.
0: Did you uh, <laughs> did you see the talent of Heath Ledger before uh, when you first met yes, him? Yes, like, absolutely. Like, did you know that this was going to happen for him?
1: Yeah, I mean, he's he uh, we we met him before he was cast in the movie, and he actually moved. Moved into an apartment down the street from me with a friend of mine. So, uh, he just arrived from Australia, and he, he's—he was just immediately one of those electric people where you just—you just feel that jolt of you're kind of nervous around him. He had—he had such a just a big, big presence.
2: I wasn't nervous around him, but I was like, damn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm more like, he was Eunice a little Eunice <laughs> ask? <around him. laughs>
0: So you asked him if you like cheese and got nervous with yeah, the yeah. Gouda. Uh, <laughs> that's how we got it. But and theoretically, I mean, obviously he was a star in Julia. How much was their chemistry together? Like, because that could have not worked if they, you had the wrong yeah. actors against you know. Yes,
1: and they they did um, screen tests with different combinations to see how the chemistry worked, and theirs was just perfect. I remember in the screen test, she was she was blushing, she was nervous. Which is, yeah, yeah. yeah. And by the and end at, of
2: the shoot, she was dating Joseph Gordon Levitt in real life. So then I got kind of awkward whenever she had to kiss Heath because it's like, "Here's my boyfriend watching from the side." <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right, so let's go back to your first. All right, so how did you guys initially connect? Like, what was? How did you first meet and start your partnership?
1: Well, we met. Um, we met uh, how many years ago now? I mean, over 20 years ago. And and um, Karen was writing screenplays. She was living in Denver, and I was living in L. A. Working for a company, reading scripts as, as my job there, and I would read letters from people saying, "Hey, you want to read a script? Um, here's the concept of it. Here's the idea." And and I read some of a, a script by Karen, and I I loved it. And I called her on the phone, or and asked her to read another script. And then we um we decided that when she would come to L. A. for meetings, we would meet, and we met for margaritas when she came to L. A. and and one margarita turned into maybe, I don't know, 18 or 19 margaritas. And the next thing you know, we're, we're writing a script on cocktail napkins, making notes and our partnership. We kind of got like pregnant on the first date, basically.
2: <laughs> that script was never made, oddly enough. A script started on cocktail napkins after 18 margaritas? I mean, it just sounds like a recipe for success, right? <laughs> well, it's interesting you
0: mentioned script, script reading, because I used to do it, and my brother actually introduced it to me. And just for your screenwriters to you know, most scripts are terrible. And when you read scripts, <laughs> no, it's like, especially when you're looking to purchase scripts. Yeah. So uh, do you have that same experience? Where That's why Karen's script stood out so much to you, because you read so many bad ones?
1: Yes, yeah, so many bad ones. And I, I was just loved her writing voice and um, felt, and then when we met in person, it felt like there was a simpatico about um, just writing funny, strong female characters um, not, not out of any agenda, just that's, those were the movies that we wanted to see and the mm-hmm. stories we wanted to tell.
0: And then how did we, how did we get to Legally Blonde?
2: That was based on an unpublished manuscript at the time. And they sent it to us, and we said, uh, yes, we
1: would like to turn this into a movie. And, and that then was then we right, we, we received it right when 10 Things came out in the movie theater. So, um, yeah, it was, a, it was our, our big follow-up to that, and, and um, Did we have to go and do a little pitch meeting to get to meet MGM and we wore a little pink in the meeting to sort of show (laughs) our pink, our pink spirit. (laughs) It worked.
0: Was Reese already attached or was she circling it?
1: no, she wasn't she she read she became involved after reading the script
0: and now I mean now it's interesting because now she's in writing producing, helping other women you know her exactly. production company incredible Did, yeah. is that something you'd sense in her that she wanted to do other things like just yeah. act and lead yeah. the way
1: she was she was really producerial and um you know we she had great notes on our on our script and gave her ideas and uh and they were, they were really good. And, and it's clear she's just, you know, she's a, a strong, creative, really bright woman who is not just driven in, in the best possible way. So, I mean, what the work she's doing now is so cool.
0: Um, so, so, let's, let's uh, a question. We're going to open up to the audience soon, so get your questions ready. But I want to ask how does a writing team work? Who does what? How do you write together? We used to do plan? it in separate rooms and then put the script
2: together. But then we were just ended up rewriting each other's scenes, so then we just decided to just do it in the same place and write yeah. it together at and the same time. it led to too More many. Fun.
1: You know this this script might have been one of the first times where we really we decided to do all the writing in the same room, right? Might we were writing. Yeah. We were re, you know, it was a it, there was a pre-existing script that we kind of worked off of. Um so yeah, we, we realized we want to be we want to be in collaboration together instead of like picking each other's things apart. Work apart. And
0: I guess you can also brainstorm a scene together when you're yeah. you know you have different yeah. opinions and how to. Because it's it
1: like, what if we do this? Then it's like, oh yeah. What if we
2: do
0: that? Like it just snowballs. And has it has, you, has your process evolved since then, or is it kind of still? Not still, I mean, sometimes the...
1: we go back on a recent projects, We did start writing separate scenes and putting them together, and we found that we were like less feisty about, about rewriting each other than we used to be. Oh, yeah. Uns- yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, we used to always say, like, whoever argued the longest at a point, or like, cared the most, would win. But now we're like, I don't care. If it doesn't work, we'll just do something else. Like, just, life's too short to argue about this one. So, yeah,
1: we've just gotten a little easier.
0: And where is your favorite locale to write together? The Probably pool. by Karen's
1: pool. <laughs> yeah, we do a lot of good thinking by that particular body of water. <laughs> <laughs> We're in it.
0: <laughs> Alright, so we do have time for a few questions from the audience before we have cool. our Gouda.
2: Hi. Um, the whole movie has such a great, like, early 2000s, 2000s feel to it, and um, I was wondering if your writing style has changed
1: or stayed true to that? Uh... I like to think wish, we
2: change with the times.
1: Yeah, I wonder. I mean, it would be cool for you to read one of our recent screenplays and tell us if it feels two thousands or two thousand eighteen. I don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is funny watching this movie though, because it. I mean, it does feel like whoa, it's a time capsule taking me back. <laughs> um, but there's so much
2: good music in this movie. Too. I mean,
1: we we hang mm-hmm. out. We hang out with a lot of people in different, different age groups. And um, so I, I like to think we, we, have, we still have a, a, fresh, a fresh taste in our mouths of something. <laughs> this is not a metaphor going well. But.
0: My question is kind of related, but um, I was wondering because like, Thoughts on sexuality and gender have changed so much. Um, How is it for you, like, watching how these topics are dealt with in this movie, looking back?
2: That's what I was saying. The the kind of the outing on the football field with the bullhorn now is just... Never happened. I mean, and and rightfully so. It's pretty obnoxious.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Then There's moments, though, where it feels like, oh, right, we're... this. Like there's this subtle thing of like gender's fluid, and you find love. it doesn't matter which gender you are if you're connecting with someone, but well how did you how did you feel watching it? like I am curious to know where what what the feeling is when you watch it
0: um like me personally yeah, oh, um, well, we were talking about it before, we were like, does that mean Channing Tatum's character like is his sexuality fluid? Yeah, like, the whole time he's he kind, kind of in felt love like with that too. Him
2: See, we're cutting edge. We're problems. not two
0: thousand eight. Have a question right over there?
1: That's cool. And it kind of felt like that with the Laura Ramsey character too, right? Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, hi. So I. Love is where I grew up watching it, and it's definitely one of the few um, English-speaking movies
0: that my mom also loves as well.
1: (laughs) So,
2: um, you all
0: were talking about loving really strong female
2: characters, and that incorporates into your own writing. Is there any other aspect of storytelling
0: that really inspires you? And has there been any movies recently that's really inspired your writing?
1: I really loved Lady Bird. This year, I thought it was great, mm-hmm. and at that it was weird to me that that had that had not. There's not been a lot of female coming of age movies like that, and it, it's just I'm I'm excited for there to be a lot of copycat Ladybirds, so we can have more movies about teenage girls. Because uh-huh. for a long time, there's a there was a sort of decade um, in the 2009, 2010, 11, 12, early. Teen era, where movies about teenage girls aren't weren't being made at studios anymore. They just kind of stopped. So, um, I I'd like to see more movies about. Well, Edge of Seventeen was
2: one that like, yeah. no one really saw that. I really liked. Um, yeah, it's a great it movie. fun movie. But I think we we've, we've always both been attracted to writing characters that are like girls that just do what they want to do and don't let anyone tell them they can't. So that I like. I always like movies with characters
1: like. That. ooh, we got snaps on that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> with a kind of underdog element too like yeah the message of don't let anyone else define you has been a resonant one for yeah. us hi
2: um, another character that I think really reflects that is uh,
0: Viola's mom um, mm-hmm. so I hi. just kind of wanted to ask what brought her about and did you guys uh, write her dialogues?
2: I think there's some really great scenes with her and all the other characters. Yeah, we just wanted her to be kind of the polar opposite of Viola to show their conflict. And I didn't even know about the whole debutante ball thing until I got to college, because they didn't do it in the town where I went to high school. But then I went to college in Virginia, and Everyone had a picture of themselves in a big white dress. And I'm like, are y'all married? Like, what is this? (laughs) (laughs) This is so weird. So I've always kind of been fascinated by it. It's like such an archaic thing, but it's traditional. And like, people want to do it. So more power too than they should. But Viola clearly didn't want to do it. So I like that battle of her and her mom.
1: Yeah, that she was kind of, the mom is pushing this like hyper femininity on Viola. And she's not having it.
2: But then at the end, she rocked her own dress. Not a big white floofy one. She kind of did it her own way. So She gave mom a win, but she didn't have to like wear the big white dress.
1: Maybe that's why you and your mom like watching it together.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Um, So I love the movie, obviously, why I'm here. But um, I also love Twelfth Night. um, And the character Malvolio is a big part of that. And I know he was obviously shown as the tarantula. But I was wondering if uh, the character Malcolm was inspired at all uh, by the character Malvolio.
2: I imagine he was, but I can't remember. That's my honest answer. <laughs> yes. It's a long time ago. <laughs> Kirsten says, yeah.
0: <laughs> and our final question: uh, Is everything?
1: I know, I yeah. feel a little bad that we're. You, there's so many amazing Shakespeare scholars here. Like, we can learn from you guys. I feel, uh, I feel like we've got to brush up a bit. <laughs> but let's do it. Is there a class that we can take? Of here? course, <laughs> uh, of course. Okay, good. <laughs> May we audit? Sure. <laughs> Hi. So the bulk of your work that
2: we've been discussing if not all of it has um been consisting of movies. And so with today's streaming services and how binge watching has become um such a popular activity to do, do you ever find yourself wanting to dabble or transition to writing for television or like episodes? Eventually everything yeah. will be streaming is what we're being told every day. Yeah, we I'm keep I fight that.
1: I'm a traditionalist. I want everything on the big screen. Which is why it's been so great to watch this with you guys on the big screen. So, of all everyone here, the first time seeing it on the big screen.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: Every, no.
0: One person. <laughs>
1: no, but, I mean, yes, we do. You think about it. dabbling in TV
2: because it's yeah, we're, it's just part of the business now. You you can't really choose one over the other.
1: We've been t- more TV is getting made. We've been kind of dragged kicking and screaming into that new frontier. So you can't
2: write TV from your pool. That's my biggest objection.
1: <laughs> you have to go into you like to, an you have office to put, like, area.
2: Clothes and shoes and a bra on um, it, and drive in a car to go somewhere then, to. do and it. And they want you
1: to be there at
2: ten <laughs> yeah. or even
1: nine thirty.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. It's brutal, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: know if you've heard about that, but <laughs> we're here to tell you the truth. We're never going to get
0: on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 on the other hand,
0: as writers, you can explore characters in a different yes. way. So yeah. that's the trade-off. Yes. Uh, okay, so, so we'll we be
1: back here when we ta- when we have our TV show. We'll be back to talk about
0: it. Awesome. Yeah. All right, so we end our show with the same question. Okay. Uh, uh, so can you tell us about a movie theater experience you had as a child, or a movie that inspired you going to the theater?
1: Um, for me it was seeing one of them I remember seeing Flash Dance when I was 12 I was visiting my, my aunt in Honolulu and I went alone to the theater um, and I was like left the theater <laughs> fully <laughs> dancing down the street uh, feeling so empowered and so excited and so good about my my moves and everything, and I, I, I fell <laughs> in, a, in, a, in, in the road, and guys drove by in a Jeep, and they were like, cuts like a knife, which is a, weirdly a, a song of that era, I don't know, and I hoisted myself up and trudged on, but oh I, I still love the movie, and I thank it for making me feel like dancing.
2: Yes. What about you, Cameron? <laughs> Um, I think Greece was the movie I loved the most as a kid. Where did you, I, you see that? I saw it in a theater in Japan, because oh. my, my dad worked in Japan, so I saw it on the Navy base with my parents, and I just I think I've seen it probably 300 times since then. No. Oh, Grease? Is that an
1: actual number? Oh, yeah. 100? I can
2: recite the whole movie for you right now. <laughs> like <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: I was madly in love with Danny Zuko. Um, he's the only celebrity I've ever met where I was like literally speechless like because I've seen the movie so many times so when he was like, hi, nice to meet you, all I could say was I love you like, <laughs> I wish one of my friends had recorded that because Did he respond? He just smiled and said, that's nice He's <laughs> very sweet but like, as you get older and you watch that movie again and again, you're like Wait, is the message we're being told that you have to dress like a slut to get your man? Yeah. (laughs) That's not a very good message. That's
1: problematic. Yeah. That
2: that scene could use a rewrite, but, of course, (laughs) how many times have we all dressed up as Sandy in her black outfit for Halloween? Right? Right? We still do it. (laughs) It's a very satisfying scene, but then when you think about the message afterwards, you're like,
1: not so much. Does that movie, do you, is that a movie that's important to to you guys? Oh, it's great,
0: right? Yeah, just as a point of reference when we first came out it was out in the theater for 9 months and it would be the only local theater to play that movie for almost a year. So it was oh, really you would wow. see it over and over and over again. Wow. pre-multiplex. So uh, well, I mean you are the first guest to come back a third time. We're oh, first of Uh we do want to. We do want thank you for watching our series, thank you, uh, and inspiring our next generation of screenwriters, our students. Yeah. And we look forward to the TV premiere, movie premiere, whatever you got next.
1: Cool. We want you back. Oh, right, thank Max. you. Thank you so much, Matt. <laughs> oh, thank you, guys.